Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television series The Littlest Hobo, in which myself and my friend Katie watch every single one of them, and then we talk about them, one by one. Katie, welcome back. How you doing? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I'm a little bit tired, so this okay. is going to be an interesting recording, uh, Yeah, but I'm doing great. Still at home. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a little update there. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I've got my uh, my carbonated snob water here, which uh, just about blew up on me a second ago. But yeah, otherwise, I am I am ready to go. We are very quickly approaching the end of season five. I so. know. And then we'll be on to the last season. And then what am I going to do with my life? I... <laughs> <laughs> It's all over from there. Community service. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to volunteer at a soup kitchen. Yeah, I'm going to serve the chicken noodle soup that I've carbonated in a soda stream. Yeah, that's what we were talking about <laughs> before before we started recording. I told Katie that I, I had managed to burn my hand pretty badly, actually, this morning on my crock pot, which is right next to the soda stream. So I thought, well, maybe I could carbonate this this soup. Um, to be clear, I didn't do it, but I thought about it. There was the idea. <laughs> the idea was there. Maybe somewhere down the line. <laughs> chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup with soda on the side. Do you remember that song? No. I thought Uh-oh. you made that up. I was about no. to applaud. <laughs> I am not that talented. Anyways, do yourself a favor and Google the song Chicken Noodle Soup. Okay. Will it's do. It's super catchy. <laughs> Sounds like the genesis of a brand new thing. All right. Today's episode, season five, episode 13, the Genesis Tapes, part one. First aired January 26, 1980. Four. Synopsis reads, Hobo is theorized to be a new species of dog by a scientist and a reporter who attempt to capture him to study him. Very to the point. Sounds yes. good. Mm-hmm. Exciting times. <laughs> we are going to we're gonna open during the daytime on a construction site. Before we get too far into this, <laughs> this episode takes place in three locations. Yep. It takes place at a construction site. It takes mm-hmm. place in some weird weird research office yep. and then it takes place just outside of a hospital slash kind of in a garage just outside <laughs> the hospital yeah. we're going to spend the vast majority of this entire episode <laughs> in that research facility so we're spending two minutes and 10 seconds yes i timed it in the construction site and it is just going to front load all the information you basically need for this episode yep <laughs> they just run through it <laughs> yes um, there are also only two characters you need to remember in this entire episode. They are husband and wife, as far as I can tell. If I they're not, so. <laughs> then there's some professional things that need to be, some lines that need to be drawn between them. Yep. <laughs> um, but they are Trish Kellerman and Dr. Richard Kellerman. Uh, hmm. Dr. Kellerman is the scientist and Trish is the reporter. And we're going to open on an ambulance with Trish nearby <laughs> doing a report about a little boy who fell 15 feet through a construction site. And uh, they wheel this kid out in a, on a stretcher, and Trish just like she just, just walks on over. <laughs> yep. That blew my mind. I was like, "You're interviewing a child on a stretcher right before they load him into an ambulance." Yeah, I feel like there's some journalistic integrity that should uh, prevent you from doing that, or any kind of red tape at all. Like yeah. somebody should just be like, "Listen, this child mm. just broke his spine. He's paralyzed yeah. from the waist down." Maybe now's not the time. She's like, hey, kid, how you feeling? Good? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah. I fell down and broke my spine. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Smile at the camera. Like, yeah. This is your 15 minutes. So this kid's name is Scott. Not that that's important. It was just very weird that in the IMDb page, he had a name. That is Because so he's weird. only on 
screen for a minute and a half and we have seen by this point dozens if not hundreds of characters mostly female who do not get names in this show right (laughs) scott gets a name i was gonna say and even on imdb they don't get names and they could be like in the episode a lot but this this kid's name is scott um he's like oh yeah i I fell 15 feet but a dog saved me hobo's like sup i'm that dog he's (laughs) got a hat which he gives to scott and I, I guess it's Scott's hat. I thought maybe it actually might be like a promotional <laughs> hat from the construction site. And the kid's like, why do I want this? Yeah, like, no thanks. The kid wants the shirt that we're going to see in a second. Oh, man, I want that shirt. Let's, <laughs> let's so talk distracted. about that shirt. So distracted by that shirt. So Trish is like, Scott, thanks for talking to me. Sorry about your spine. <laughs> Off you go. She walks over and starts interviewing. I... I'm not. This is not hyperbole. <laughs> I am pretty sure this is the most Canadian man we have ever had on the show, and that's a very high bar. <laughs> yes, he's got a lot of competition, but he vaults right over it. Oh yeah, <laughs> this man. Tell tell him about his shirt, Katie. <laughs> so it's just like a white T-shirt with a little logo on the front, and then it says Dick's Club. Dick's Club, baby. <laughs> I mean, that can mean many things. <laughs> take it as you will you know. <laughs> i just had so many questions i couldn't tell what the logo was either i didn't look too closely but i think they blurred it out <laughs> it was a little x-rated so yeah, yeah a little bit they're like oh who gave this extra that shirt <laughs> yeah it was the only one left in the trunk boss right. i got a box full of them you want one <laughs> yeah, yeah i do please Yes, I gotta track down. I gotta. We gotta track down the logo. I, it's got to be a real place in Toronto. Like I, I guarantee, it's somewhere in that GTA area. Yes. There was or is a place called Dick's Club. If I yeah. find the shirts, Katie, I will buy you a shirt. I will wear it happily. We'll have matching Dick's Club shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Proud Dick's Club day. members. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? What? It's just it's a dude named Dick, and he's got a club. He's got a club. Listen, it's Friday. It's casual shirt day here at our mutual place of employment. Yeah. I can wear what I want. Yeah. And I choose to wear Dick's Club. Yeah. After Uh, quarantine, everything goes. Yep. Yeah. I'm not wearing pajama pants, so be be glad. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So um, this guy is very Canadian. He drops like two A's immediately. Mm. Um, And he, he basically explains it like he's like... The hobo, this dog rolled in, eh? And he like he took this wire, eh? And he threw it down, and then, but how did he know the wire was there, eh? And like, how did he know that the wires support his weight, eh? And you know, how did he even know that the kid was down there? Like this dude, Mister Dick's Club, <laughs> yeah. is asking the real questions that nobody ever asks. He, yeah, he's he, like legitimately. How did he know what a cable was? <laughs> how, did, how did he know there was a child yeah, there? Dick, Dick is a smart man. <laughs> yes. yes. Dick's club only lets in the best. Yeah. It's one of those like gentleman club, but like the fancy kinds. <laughs> yes. They all have this. I could see this guy with a monocle. Yeah. Secretly he goes home, puts on like a tux. <laughs> when he's got tails, he yeah. cleans up very nicely. <laughs> He, like, combs out his mustache, puts a little bit of wax in it. Yeah, just a little curl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so this guy, I might just, like, put in the clip of this guy for, like, Please do. 20 <laughs> seconds, just so you can hear him, because, see, like, he sounds amazing. He must have unwound it, because we always leave it rolled up, eh? He unwound it. Now, how would he have done that? Well, I, I wasn't here, eh? But as I drove up uh, on the lot, I seen them. Uh, the dog had the cable down to the boy who was uh, pulling himself up out of the hole. 
but from what the kid said... The dog did it all himself. Well, yeah, I mean, um, how do you know uh, the rope, the, the roll was heavy enough uh, that the kid wouldn't pull it in on top of him? Uh, how do you know uh, uh, th th what cable is even? I mean, come to that, how do you know the kid was there? I want this guy to be the lead of this episode. <laughs> oh, please. That would be so much better. <laughs> Take us back with you to Dick's Club. <laughs> right? I just I have so many questions and I need them answered. <laughs> <laughs> so Trish Trish finishes up with uh, Dick's Club, man. Yep. Oh, no, she doesn't finish up. Sorry. She, she asks <laughs> him one right. last question. Yeah. She's like, hey, so where's the dog now? And he's like, oh, yeah, eh? he's uh, directly behind you there. And uh, you've got a flat on your, your car. <laughs> yeah. Construction sites. <laughs> He's like, ha ha, construction sites have lots of sharp metal in them. Yeah. And apparently children falling through things. Just a normal day. Scott, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. The ambulance just just circles the block waiting. Yeah. Oh, we got another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next right. Here we go. Yep. Um, so they turn around. We get a shot of the hobo just like standing there looking at them they're looking at him he's looking at them i'm waiting for like i was hoping like a little tiny tentacle would, like poke out of his ear for a second and then go back in like, yeah, just, just like, testing Oops. just testing the air oh no not, not quite the time yeah oh they're still watching there's a, there's a camera on me <laughs> gotta put my face back on yeah hail cthulhu all right um so we this is also very strange i don't know if you noticed this but we get the exact same shot of the hobo twice they reuse film within five seconds of the previous shot i didn't notice that at all yeah it's just i'm like it was so cheap that you couldn't you couldn't let the camera roll for another five seconds here boys like well spoiler this is a bit of a clip episode so a bit okay a lot um, so i guess they must have been running real low on funds well, this is this is the closest thing to like a bottle episode that we talked yeah. about not too long ago we yeah we Said were like might be coming yep and th here it is it's a two-parter buckle <laughs> buckle up buckaroos <laughs> bet you wish you were dick's club now yeah fun um, times had by all <laughs> there's also we're almost done with the scene but there's also <laughs> In the shot of the hobo, it's it's from the cameraman's camera, but there's actually like a random forearm in the, the <laughs> bottom right of the frame, but there's nobody there. Like when they go back to the camera, no one's standing beside him. So it means that they messed up real bad as someone was standing in their shot. Or they took the shot and were like, oh, we'll make it look like it's the cameraman's. Don't worry. No one will notice this bulging <laughs> forearm in the corner. Yeah. They're not going to question that. It's fine. It's <laughs> very, very It's the odd. 80s. Everyone's on cocaine. They're not going to notice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> not the people at Dick's Club. That's, no. a, that's a friendly, clean establishment. <laughs> yeah. Only clean dicks at Dick's Club. That's their motto. It's a guarantee. <laughs> it's a guarantee. It's got a trademark on the end of it. Yeah. Um, so... We're gonna we're done here. We're gonna cut to this. I call it an office living room disaster. I don't even know what this room is. I think it's, it's their house, but they've just turned their living room into also their office. It's maybe? huge, though. It is like, huge. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's so it's a giant room. It's centered by an Apple computer that has two VCRs next to it, a whole bunch of tapes. Um, it's surrounded by like rubber trees and plants. And then there's a stuffed snowy owl <laughs> yeah, kind of like so creepy. hovering about. <laughs> there's a bunch of skeletons and weird like 
clay busts of of animal mm-hmm. things. I think there's a warthog bust I spotted in one shot. Very. <laughs> Did you see the drawings on the wall of like Bigfoot? <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's like drawings on the wall of like I'm, I'm assuming it was Bigfoot or Sasquatch or some sort of like. <laughs> tall bipedal ape man <laughs> <laughs> i know i didn't notice that at all yeah that's awesome get very um, distracted by this <laughs> so we we're gonna spend just short of 16 minutes in this one room yep <laughs> so don't be confused if we never mentioned a scene change because the scene never changes <laughs> yeah. um 15 minutes and 54 seconds to be exact <sighs> so we are going to immediately meet richard kellerman dr richard kellerman who is looking at slides from Cameroon that he believes might have a mini brontosaurus in them. Do you know how bad I want that to be real? (laughs) 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 Can you imagine having a mini brontosaurus? Just keeping it in like a little aquarium? I don't know. Maybe would you keep it in an aquarium? I don't know. It'd be a big aquarium. Okay. It's like one of those wall-sized aquariums, you know? (laughs) How mini is it though? Like That's it's got to be really because like a brontosaurus is a very large animal. Like, in my mind, it's the same size as the house hippo. Oh, okay. So it's like one one thousandth scale. Yeah, just real tiny. Okay. You just like you give it your spinach leftovers, and it's yeah. totally happy. It's just loving life. Yep. Yep. You could probably just stick it in a pocket. Yeah, you know, one of those oversized yep. pockets. Just stick them uh, in there. Nice. <laughs> or like one of those like. Have you ever seen those those backpack the cat backpacks that have the dome on them? <laughs> yeah. So you put him in this clear dome so you can walk him around town. Yeah. He can see the sights. Yeah. He's like, I'm 75 million years old. This is terrifying. Yeah. What are these things? I survived a comet strike. Yeah. And now I'm stuck in a plastic bubble on this guy's back. He's poked at by children. Yeah. My life. What is it? Oh, man. So he's he's commenting on the slides and he's very derivative or very... um. He's a rude man. (laughs) Yeah, he is a rude man. Um, He says, from this angle, we could clearly see very little. He's very upset that the slides show absolutely nothing. He has a quip later that he could have done a better job with a brownie camera, which is a very old, Hmm. poorly constructed, usually, camera. He actually says, I could do better with a brownie. And because I don't know that brownie is a camera, I was like, is he referring to the dessert? Or, like, he could hire a brownie, like a girl guy. A girl? Yeah. I could do better (laughs) with a six-year-old girl could take better pictures than this (laughs) guy. She could do a better job. You're knowing it's a camera. That line makes way more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I like him hiring a girl, like a little (laughs) six-year-old. Setting her to Cameroon to find, like, a mini brontosaurus. (laughs) Don't get eaten now. (laughs) This sounds like a movie, though, because she'll find the mini brontosaurus, and then she'll realize he wants to dissect it, so then she has to save it. (laughs) And then she wins a Pulitzer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Disney, get in touch. Do it up. (laughs) Yeah. We're so full of ideas. Got this. (laughs) We're a regular dicks club. (laughs) That'll be our production company name. (laughs) Dicks club movies. It's not what you're expecting. That'll be the tagline. <laughs> yep. I took a sip of anyway. coffee at the wrong point. <laughs> <laughs> so Trish Trish busts into the room and she's like, man, I got some tapes. The most incredible thing, a kid fell at a construction site. That's never happened in the history of man. I got to look at these videos of a dog. Dr. Kellerman, we should mention, is a cryptologist yes. and a zoologist. I, I don't know that you could get a degree in cryptology maybe you can now i'm assuming i would like to think of the 70s you could not 
because it's not really a recognized <laughs> branch of yeah. science, I guess. I feel like a lot of scientists probably have a lot of thoughts about <laughs> <Yeah>. cryptozoologists. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but that's who Richard is. Yep, he's, that's his passion in life. <laughs> so Trish is like, hey, Richard, check out these tapes of a dog doing incredible things. And he's like, yeah, I got no time for that. I'm going to the Congo. Uh, thanks, wife, for <laughs> yeah. nothing. So he calls up the Canadian Airlines, which was I thought was nice. Yeah. And he's like, I want to get a ticket to the Congo. And they're like, yeah, you got on hold. And he's very upset that he has to go on hold. He's, he's like, so upset. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone ever says no to this man. No. He's definitely your classic 80s white male professor. <laughs> yeah, but he's not as cool as Dr. Professor Man. He's absolutely not. <laughs> no one is okay. as cool as Dr. Except professor. That, that, well, except that he put his daughter up for as a prize. <laughs> but now that I think of it, <laughs> maybe he wasn't as cool. <laughs> okay. Maybe they're in the same spectrum. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe they're best friends. Yeah, that's more likely. They were frat bros. <gasps> maybe maybe Dick's Club is Richard's Club. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It's all coming together. Yeah. We should be cryptozoologists. Yeah. We cracked that like it was nothing. Yeah. Imagine what we could do with animals. Yeah. Let's go find some mini brontosaurus. Oh, man. <laughs> To get my own house hippo. We can get to Cameroon in a day. <laughs> absolutely. Well, probably like two, but <laughs> I'm sure the flights would take us there right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's go. So, while he's on hold, Trish starts telling about the hobo, um, about all the things that like this dog has been doing, or dogs. She mm-hmm. thinks it might be multiple. Um, he just gets more and more interested as this is going on. Um, and this is where this like <laughs> clip episode really starts to take force because. We are going to take a look at many, 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 many clips from many, many, many episodes of so many. this show. <laughs> and I don't think anyone other than perhaps the people who produce the show and maybe Brad are better equipped to tell what everything is from <laughs> because I was both very proud and very ashamed <laughs> to be able to tell you what clip came from what episode. I know. I was like, oh, I remember that episode. I oh, yeah, that episode. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is this is this like one of those things that takes up permanent residence in my brain? Where like ten years from now, it's like, Stefan, can't you remember your daughter's name? And I'm like, no, but I can tell you, Jib from yeah. Sailing Away. Well, I don't Dolphin want Seven. Yeah, the Dolphin Seven. Got to gamble. <laughs> yeah, oh so man, and that guy showed up later in a different episode. Still playing a bad guy. <laughs> yup. So beautiful voice. He was in Mystique, and they're like, Mr. Phillips. You've been in the hospital for months now. <laughs> Did like, you say what? hospital? <laughs> yeah, I thought this was Dick's Club. <laughs> yeah. From season five, episode 13 of The Littlest Hope. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so Richard gets more and more interested. Trish is looking at the tape. She starts, this is something they're going to do that I'm very puzzled by. <laughs> or I guess I'm not puzzled by, I'm just a little miffed about. Mm-hmm. And that they, they start naming places and dates um, for episodes that took place within the last year, maybe two. Yeah. Um, which really messes up the hobo's timeline because that I always assume that you're like from episode to episode, you're watching like maybe a day later or two days later of the hobo's time, but they're implying it's been like months or even years, I was gonna say years. Se- between episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first one they, they mentioned is Cape Cod 1978, and it's a scene from Sailing Away with <laughs> yeah. Jib Jib Jibbity Jib. <laughs> Jib Jib. <laughs> jib jib um 
And then also we see Ohio 1975, which is footage from the Spirit of Thunder Rock Part Two. Mm-hmm. So chronologically, these aren't aren't making sense nope. at all. Also, now that I think of it, we have a couple episodes with reoccurring characters, like those little boys. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't Milosh. get that much older. <laughs> nope. And Milosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, you know what? It's fine. We'll just. <laughs> <laughs> See, the timeline wasn't the thing that concerned me. It was that I was miffed, and I get why they did it. But, like, the Spirit of Thunder Rock, there was nobody filming that earthquake, <laughs> like, <laughs> wire yes, rescue. Was. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory. <laughs> All right. His name is Beb. Uh, <laughs> Beb. Beb. <laughs> He's also a Beb run cameras. <laughs> Beb, crypto animal man. <laughs> Beb, sneak around. <laughs> Shoot film, get paid. <laughs> Zeb work for multiple film companies. Freelance work, you gotta diversify. <laughs> Beb freelancer, also still tow truck driver. Cause freelancing doesn't pay. And I gotta pay my dicks club dues. Refuse Anyways, to get up. Beb's been doing this for 30 years. Apparently, <laughs> that does answer my question because I was like, I kind of want an office-style documentary about whoever is following the hobo and filming Bam. these clips because they're just so well shot, and there was no one there, <laughs> and they're That's edited. The they're edited. So, like, I understand if you like. So, Spirit of Thunder Rock, we see the bit where the power lines on the car. Yeah, I would understand if we got a shot of the power line on the car. And then maybe a shot of the hobo with the branches. He like drags it off. But this is like shots of the people in the car. It's yeah. so well cut. And, and we're going to find uh, very, very shortly another sequence with the chimpanzee yeah. from um, Giddy Pig. And that is a well shot. I think we commented on how yeah. well shot that scene was. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> Bab, your work is fabulous. <laughs> Thanks. Bab has... Four Pulitzer Prizes. <laughs> Beb unsure what Pulitzers are given out for. <laughs> but Beb very happy with awards. <laughs> oh, Beb. <laughs> You've stolen your way into our hearts. You really have. Who knew with the misspelling of Bob on the side of a tow truck <laughs> would inspire so much glee and happiness in the just, world. Just so much joy in my heart right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Richard has been getting more and more interested, and he really yeah. perks up when Trish is like, hey, these dogs don't have a master. They're working independently. Um, and he's like, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. These are displaying a three-part thinking process, um, to which we get more film clips. <laughs> we get one from Claremont, Ontario, which is balloonist footage where he's mm-hmm. taken out like the yellow piece of the balloon for the helicopter to see. With a camera on the ground when they were all alone in the middle of the <laughs> forest. Yep. <laughs> I know it should be dying these, of but... <laughs> dying of angina. Yeah. It's just like it's those all... wildlife photographers who can't interfere. <laughs> my my heart pills are just over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> BBC says Beb can't interfere. <laughs> my heart breaks like your heart breaks. Except yours is actually breaking. <laughs> Beb must find zoom lens now. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how happy this is making me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Richard 
Richard goes over to this filing cabinet and he's like, I'm pretty sure I have a file on here. He pulls it out. He's like, yes, here it is. Canine superior. That is the ongoing, not diagnosis, but that's his ongoing theory about what the hobo might be. Yeah. Richard pulls out a tape. That's his file. It's a tape. It's not paper. It's uh, a tape from 1963 about a dog with superior intelligence that Richard's friend at their zoologist college (laughs) um, was going to write a thesis on. But the dog disappeared, so we actually had to write uh, a thesis paper on a fish with eight legs, uh, which sounds super rad. I kind of want to hear more about that. Yeah, please tell me. What? (laughs) Also, what the heck kind of zoology school did these people go to where you could write your thesis on a fish with eight legs? (laughs) The University of Phoenix? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You just mail in and they give you the degree? Exactly. They went above and beyond by actually writing a paper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, honors the, the, <laughs> wow you got you guys this is like six pages long it's like 400 words here you referenced yeah, and you double something. spaced it in a size 14 font yeah. but uh i see a footnote down here <laughs> yeah. which is to a homemade personal tape from 1963 but you know what i think you should come on as a professor <laughs> yeah dr kellerin that's who you are <laughs> welcome on board <laughs> The footage is from the kids on the bus from actually from Double Trouble, which is the 1963, <laughs> or for, pardon me, it's Trouble in Pairs is yes. what it is called from 1963, which um, is the only episode of the Littlest Podcast that Katie's not on. So <laughs> yes, I true. just want to point out that I have done like, you have done 53 episodes and yeah. I have done 54 and you beat. will never catch up. <laughs> you will Unless always Matt and Kayla for me. <laughs> want to come out of retirement and do an episode with you, which I 100% think they would probably do just to troll me. <laughs> well, guys, if you want to troll Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick an old episode and you guys can review it. Just do it. Like, don't let me know about it and then just give it to me and I'll be like, oh, son of a gun. <laughs> Here's footage. Edit it. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to make me edit it? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's so much it. better at this than I am. He's the guy who taught me how to do this stuff. <laughs> We're uber trolling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's all it's all a conspiracy. I'm on to you guys. Yeah, it's their new podcast. <laughs> it's it. Oh man, I I hope they're not listening now and feeling bad. No, I I really and truly do miss Matt and Kayla. Like I loved <laughs> listening to their podcast, especially at the gym. I just loved throwing it on and like. Ah, there's so much stuff they could talk about. I just, I miss hearing their voices. So if you are listening, Matt and or Kayla, you guys, you guys rock and we miss you a whole bunch. Yes. So you the best. Yep. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Shout a out. cross there for you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. Peace. <laughs> um, anyways, they, they're looking at the footage and Richard theorizes that there must be at least 60 dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes over to a giant flip chart flips one page and there is a flip chart of a bunch of dogs he is like what yeah <laughs> he's prepared what, what's the next one what's yeah. the next flip he's got on the every chart? animal <laughs> cats iguanas yeah just like dolphins less likely less likely you know yeah all the lizards that escaped a while back alligators attacking children bears <laughs> so richard asks trish to like they're like okay She's like, I want to make a story out of this. And he's like, screw your story. This is a crazy thing. Uh, he is a very rude man. Yes. And he's inconsiderate as well. He, Arrogant, I would say. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And like, if she is his wife, which we assume she is, same last name. Yeah. He is so rude to her. He dismisses he her at every like opportunity. Just shuts her yeah. down. And she's right a lot. 
oh, she's right the entire <laughs> yeah. the entire two parter. She's yeah. correct every step of the way, except for one major blunder, which we'll get to <laughs> yeah. at the end of next episode. Yeah, stay stay tuned for that. But uh, he's like, so basically, you go find all the video footage you possibly can, and I'll start preparing stuff here. Um, he does say, you know, call the NFB, which I thought was pretty cool because yeah. that's the National Film Board, which is Canada. <laughs> Yay! Shout out to Canada. <laughs> Um, and he's like, call in all your favors with all your contacts. We need videos of this dog. That is important to remember because I'm going to bring that back up later Okay. about the, about the videos. <laughs> yep. So we get a cut. We get some funky, fresh music. Mm-hmm. It's only the hobo can provide. Let's go for it. We cut to a shot of a fish. It's a music montage of Trish watching footage um, and typing into their Apple computer well, Richard just kind of like stands there and writes on a chalkboard. He doesn't oh, he, do anything really. What does he write? Discover? Yeah. <laughs> Discover, identify, like, um, figure out intelligence. Yeah. Nothing useful. No, he's the kid in the group that did no work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is going to take the credit. Absolutely, yes. So we get more footage, more archival footage. We get some from Big Al and Sam Strawberry <laughs> in which Hobo opens a safe. We get some from the Five Labors of Hercules, which is Hobo with all the dogs as they're all flipping out in the park. Richard decides to do research by getting onto their Apple computer mm-hmm. and typing into WordPerfect, uh-huh. which is a pretty, it's either Corel's Word Suite or WordPerfect. <laughs> yep. It clearly has the file open save <laughs> yes. edit prompts. <laughs> so he, he types into Apple's equivalent of Word. And the computer spits back answers. I know. It's like this weird, like, they treat it like it's a database. That it- They treat it like a back computer. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and this, okay. <laughs> we're, we're in 1984. <laughs> yeah. So I did some research. This computer is most likely either an Apple II or an Apple III mm-hmm. because- the Apple II was like the most successful personal computer at that time. The Apple III had come out in 1980, so there's a chance it could be the Apple III. This computer is a back computer <laughs> because they're going to type stuff into a word processor. They're going to ask it complex questions, mm-hmm. and it is going to answer them <laughs> yeah. within milliseconds. Yep. <laughs> Would you like to know what the specs are on an Apple III computer? Please tell me. <laughs> An Apple III computer has 128 kilobytes of RAM <laughs> and a 1.8 megahertz processor. <laughs> By comparison, in case you're not sure, hey, 1.8 megahertz <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty fast. The Super Nintendo <laughs> has a 3.58 megahertz processor. <laughs> Literally double the Apple III. Wow. The Super <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, just picture that Mario side scroll. <laughs> yep. So like, this computer is something beyond man. Like even even what it's doing, which is analyzing the footage and like categorizing it as in like this dog with other animals, this dog with children, this dog like Escaping. that is something that we I don't even know if we could do now. Like maybe MIT could do it. Yeah. But like you would have just spent hours of inputting video footage and tagging it with like every possible tag. And even then the computer couldn't give no. you a written answer. No. Like it literally is the bat computer from <laughs> yeah. like 66 Adam West Batman. Yeah. All it needs to do is print out the answers and yeah. you are set. There you go. I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but out of the most unbelievable things in this episode, <laughs> this is probably the most unbelievable. The footage being <laughs> yeah. still pretty unbelievable, but I, I think a very close second. <laughs> yeah, the computer is definitely... I mean, I don't know if we mentioned this at the beginning, but this is a Christine Foster episode. She wrote yes. this. Uh, so yes. it is in line with 
the craziness. Just, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like just how she's like, it. just go with it. And I'm like, yeah, yep, I will. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, we got shots of photo finish, mail order bride, mm-hmm. rabies. Uh, this is where we get the shots from guinea pig with yes. the hobo and the chimp where the chimp burns the rope off its neck and mm-hmm. like gets free. And then hobo drags the rope under the smoke detector. Very intelligent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard says this footage was shot by a behavioral scientist in <laughs> Illinois in 81. He tested the dog with a dangerous situation, left the camera running and then stood back to see how the dog solved it. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> he left the camera. He, I mean, he should be like, he also had a budget. He set up <laughs> yeah. about eight cameras, <laughs> yeah. had two more of them operated and then cut all the film together to like heighten the drama. <laughs> yeah. Cause it is, it's <laughs> had a little these tension. Tight, wide, tight, medium, wide, tight, establishing. Like it's, <laughs> it's, a perfectly cut scene <laughs> there's no way one scientist in 81 set up a camera with a dangerous situation and let the hobo go also we were there <laughs> like we saw a guinea pig that's not what happened <laughs> now we know what they told people <laughs> that's where someone poisoned the water hole yeah a chimpanzee that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so richard he goes on to like he goes on to explain the history of dogs, mm-hmm. and he dubs hobo the newest form of dog. He calls it Canis liberatus, mm. basically a dog that is as intelligent as dogs are now, but no longer feels that it has to be associated with man or subservient to man. Mm-hmm. It's so that's, free. that's what hobo <laughs> is. He's a free dog. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dobby is a free <laughs> elf. Hobo is a free dog. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gave him a sock yeah. at some point. He was like, yes. <laughs> That's it. Let me go find um, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard wants to catch one. Trish is like, uh, no, I want to air this show on Sunday because that's my job as a reporter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to win an award for this. And Richard just steamrolls her with, with fear. He's just like, what if someone else discovers this? What if someone else gets the credit? All your work for nothing, Trish. We have to do it my way. And she's just like, fine like i gotta sleep next to this guy <laughs> yeah <sighs> you know he pays half the mortgage so yeah um so trish types some stuff into the computer and just magically creates a map of all of the hobo sightings across canada <laughs> yeah which the computer maps out in record time so fast and even does a little display where it lights them up chronologically across from bc all the way through ontario into quebec he was even in like northern quebec <laughs> didn't you oh yeah like, he, he was, was up he there. was way up there like yep. wow <laughs> that's all of the dicks clubs in canada <laughs> yeah. that's what they are <laughs> that's the link that's the common link <laughs> yep um so she thinks that instead of there being 60 or more dogs there's only one dog mm-hmm. and this map proves that he could go from one end to the other, but that doesn't explain the footage from like 1963. So she kind of hints that he might be close uh, to immortal. Yeah. Uh, yep. They, they talk yep. about an expanded life expectancy. <laughs> like. Yeah. I think that's cryptozoologists <laughs> speak for yeah. like nearly immortal. Yeah. Cannot die. <laughs> He's like the those jellyfish. Hobo. You know, those immortal jellyfish. Yep. That's the hobo. Just exactly. <laughs> um, so Trish also types into the computer's word processing software. She's like, how long does the hobo remain after each sighting usually? Like, you know, once he saves somebody, how long does he stick around for? The computer says six to 36 hours, which 
blows my mind. <laughs> Absolutely blows my mind, which means that like every time we've had an episode where he saves somebody and they're like, hey, come on back to with me and my kids or <laughs> yeah. stick around. The hobo leaves them, but also sticks around for anywhere between six to 36 hours <laughs> to watch them. So true. <laughs> he's just lingering in the bushes. <laughs> just yeah, keeping he's an eye. creepily. Yeah. Yep. Like I'll, I can think the first thing I think of is snapshot where uh, they like, they take the pictures of him and he's leaving yeah. and they're like, Oh, you know, sorry to see you go. Or, um, Maggie from Secret of Red Hill. Oh, yeah. Which is like, you're my only friend, hobo. I'm going to miss you so much. And he's like, I have to go. Uh, and he leaves, but he doesn't. He actually sticks around for another 30 hours. Yeah. Like, but he's just like taking in the sights. He's like, I didn't want to bring you along, but like, you know. He's at the bar with the dad. Yeah. Just needed to relax, okay? This this guy needs my help because yeah. this guy, the sheriff just keeps tearing him apart. <laughs> right. It just keeps going at him, man, right in front of his kid. It just needs just needs a furry shoulder to cry on. Yeah. So they look at Minnesota 1982, which is a recap of the events of Back to Nature. They actually do recap basically of the, the whole, events yeah. in a very broad way. Mm-hmm. They say that the footage was shot by one of the air... The rangers, Keller, yeah. One of the rangers, yeah. yeah. Basically, Dr. Kellerman's like, well, he's still around. Trish, you call the hospital to see if the hobo's still still doing his thing. Yeah. While I go get a beer. I don't know what he does. He just <laughs> He just takes off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leaves her to do um, work. He he figures out or he hypothesizes that the hobo will respond to crime by pursuing it. Um and that's what the co- computer confirms. He's like, mm-hmm. How does the dog respond to crime? And the computer's like, pursuit. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I guess yeah. sometimes. I mean, sometimes he runs after you. Sometimes he drops you down an elevator <laughs> shaft. Yeah. Means you're really rolling the die. <laughs> just depends sometimes on his he, mood that day. <laughs> yeah, he lets you drown in your car. <laughs> yeah, just watches you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we watched some footage from Trucker, which is stra- kind of strange because that's an episode that we are not too far past. No. Um, and we end this scene... With with Dr. Kellerman coming up with a plan in which they can kind of meet the hobo and maybe catch him. And the final line of the scene is, Trish, do you have a wig? <laughs> Trish, do you have a wig? <laughs> it's so random. I'm pretty sure Richard just saw Blade Runner and he's like, he's got some ideas. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I really like that haircut. Yeah. Just... Trish, do you, you have a wig? <laughs> so final scene. Yep. It's two minutes and 27 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. We're at a street outside a hospital, which Brad tells me is not actually a hospital. <gasps> I can't remember what he told me it was, <laughs> but they just put up an emergency sign on the sidewalk and everyone thought it was good. And me too. I didn't <laughs> I, even think twice. I, I didn't even question it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, so Richard and Trish stage a mugging uh, in mm-hmm. which Richard tries to take Trish's bag. Um, and he does. And he runs off mm-hmm. and hobo. Because he's been lingering around the hospital, which is where the kid is, which is super creepy. So weird. He, he chases Richard down. Um, I really, really wish that it had been either A, the cops who actually responded, yeah. or B, Batman. <laughs> just swings out of the tree. Yeah, he just... He's just like the lights go out on the street and then suddenly like they go on and Richard's hanging upside down and he's like traumatized for life. <laughs> he's like, no man, I just, the uh, dog, <laughs> the uh, dog. 
And the hobo's like, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you thought I worked I alone. <laughs> That's right. I got Batman. <laughs> um, so Trish, once she's been mugged, quote unquote, yep. she hops in a van. Um, and she decides to chase down uh, the doctor who's lured the hobo into a warehouse. Trish pulls the van into the doorway and blocks him in um, so that hobo can't get out. Uh, while this is happening, Richard is like sweet talking the hobo. He's like, "Hey, we're your friends. We just want to study you. Drugs are cool. <laughs> Have a sample pack." Yeah. And hobo's like, "No, peer pressure." Nancy <laughs> <laughs> Reagan said, "Just say no." <laughs> yeah, just say no. I'm in the war on drugs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> dare, dare. What does that stand for? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Neither do I. Don't something clearly, clearly drugs <laughs> really won the war on drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> though i do remember getting a spider-man comic when i was in elementary school that was about drugs <laughs> and uh i still have it somewhere it is pretty bad that's amazing. And then about two years ago i found another one but it's batman <gasps> versus drugs in which it is set in canada in which the joker comes to montreal <laughs> and he's trying to spread joker drugs around <laughs> also very bad but i i love it it was worth every every cent of the 10 that i spent on it it's gonna be worth a fortune one day just wait (laughs) (laughs) it's in pretty good condition almost like the child it was given to didn't read it (laughs) took one look at it and was like "Hmm, okay (laughs) this is bad yeah no (laughs) um so trish hops out with a camera she goes to take a picture but we get this is i think the first like confirmed like in the mythology confirmed telepathic hobo link because he stops and looks at her with those those beautiful eyes. brown eyes beautiful eyes and we get this the continued zoom on trish and we get the music and he he does there's no question about it not at all he no. establishes a link and he stuns her because he just runs right past her and she does nothing to stop him <laughs> nothing at all he just goes right by and she is like a zombie <laughs> yep it's yep. amazing hobo hops into the van and richard runs by and is like chiding trish he's like what what's wrong with you yeah. you let him get away but hobo's in the van so he actually like closes his door and he's like haha you're trapped <laughs> and the hobo gives us that like oh no trapped in another dodge econoline ford i don't know i don't know what it is because mike's uh spreadsheet stopped at dragon slayer i'm pretty sure that's when it that's the episode that killed him i was gonna say it's just the will to live just nope just, no more just faded out um <laughs> but that, that is that is the end of the episode the hobo is trapped in this van dun, dun, dun. the total episode runtime excluding credits is 21 minutes and 27 seconds we spend 15 minutes and 54 seconds in the lab which means we spend exactly 77 percent of this entire episode in one location wow. christine foster saved them so much money so much money and to be honest she did a pretty good job of like not making it entirely feel like just a boring clip show no yeah Yeah. i mean kudos we're always always give a round of applause (laughs) to christine foster every chance we get absolutely uh, yeah in this episode is bananas yes it's like low-key bananas it's not like sartek which was like bananas it's this one's just like when you think about it you're like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) wait a second (laughs) what's going on what (laughs) yeah that is that is the episode part one of two should we should we do final thoughts when we get to the end of the second episode i think so because it really does just dive right into like this and there's there's stuff we need to talk about so (laughs) yeah okay well let's let's do our hobo harm i've got a zero zero yeah okay happens uh 
your hobo fight? Uh, so I said the Kellermans versus a herd yeah. of mini Brontosaurus. And I was picturing oh. in my mind, you know, the scene with the uh, the compies from Jurassic yes. Park. <laughs> was that the second Jurassic Park too? With the well, the, the compies in the second one are yeah. The compies are in the second one because yeah. they they got the little girl in the raids. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, that was what I was picturing in my mind. Just the Kellermans. So oh no, <laughs> and they're trying to take pictures, but they can't. Yeah. And finally, Richard's like, I understand. <laughs> It's hard to take pictures of a <laughs> right. tiny herd of tiny brontosaurus that are trying to eat you. <laughs> Just attacking you from all sides. Um, Where's that brownie? My hobo... F- yeah. Oh, she got eaten hours ago. <laughs> Yours? Her mom is going to be very angry. <laughs> yeah. uh, mine is Dr. Kellerman versus Batman, because I legitimately <laughs> want to see that. And you could, like... Pick any Batman. I, I don't care what Batman it is. They're yeah. all going to just destroy <laughs> him. Even 66 Adam West is going to destroy him. And we are we are hot off the press of the new The uh, Batman trailer. I did watch it. With yep. the uh, Robert, Robert, Pat- Robert and Bat and Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Robert pets. Our pets. Yeah. Our pets. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and he brutally beats a man, and that's what I want to see Doctor Kellerman do. Yeah. Like it's just a part of a mugging. He's like, ah, just take him down. I'm vengeance. I'm Bab. Oh, I didn't see you filming over there. Hey, Bab. Oh, hey, Bab. Oh, hi, Bab. My Batman and Bab are pretty close. So. Yeah. They're friends. No, they're pretty close. He stole the voice. Yeah. The, Batman stole the voice from Bab. From Bab. Well, Bab's been around for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Bab. I'm Justice. Cool. <laughs> Let's go to Dick's. <laughs> oh man! And then they just leave the like brutally beaten Kellerman in the street. Oh, they put their <laughs> arms around each other. Yeah. <laughs> they just like walk down the street, <laughs> just strutting. <laughs> First drinks on me. <laughs> Anyways, yep. That's my that's my hobo fight. <laughs> that was um, amazing. Yes, <laughs> that is Genesis tapes part one. I did not drop a single, not a single Genesis reference you in that entire episode. You did allude to it at the beginning, the very, very, very beginning. I am. I'm gonna drop them all in the next episode where you're reporting. <laughs> They're probably all gonna go over my head, unless they have Phil Collins well, that, somewhere mentioned directly. <laughs> I will not understand. No, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm gonna keep it dark and just like. I'm going to see if you can kind of like guess where they are. Okay. I guess we should also, not that anyone can see, but you are wearing your Phil Collins shirt today, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. My homemade Phil Collins shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It says Phil Collins. Phil Collins seems like a pretty nice guy. Yeah. It's a great shirt. I like, I, it's one of my favorites. I like it a lot. Um, all right. Are we, are, we're ready for part two. Part two. All right. The synopsis is exactly the same. Hobo theorized to be a new species by a dog, by a scientist, a reporter who attempt to capture and study him. It's just... Now we're going to watch them for a little bit longer and hopefully they'll get out of that research facility for a little bit. We hope so. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Let's go to Dick's. Let's go to Dick's. (laughs) 